how can we all manage time? That is the session today that we are going to focus on. Time efficient podcast tips and tricks. The floor is yours, Woon. You can start by sharing based on your experience and based on your knowledge in the podcast world. The floor is yours, my brother. Hi. Hi, Jen. Yeah, so I think this is a, it's such a wide question, right? I think, you know, for, for my experience, um, meeting most podcasters, they, you know, there's, there's many phases to your podcasting journey. Right? I think from, for people who are really early uh, in the game, I think the, 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 you know, the key challenge is to get started and get launched, right? But, but then after that, once you are in a rhythm and you have some processes in place, then it's, it's a question of scaling. Right? How, how do you uh, create even more content while supporting, you know, your business being uh, able to be financially sustainable in terms of your podcasting, but also uh, not to burn out, right? Because that is also a real thing. <laughs> people are just overstressed because of uh, too much pressure of uh, creating too much content or, or having to overpromise your audience. Um, you know, it, there's always a lot of challenges, but I think it comes down to two things, right? So it's always the team or the technology. So at any time when we have a challenge like that where we're running out of time, um, usually you have some money. Um, Usually when you're running out of money, you don't have time. Or sometimes you, you don't have both. But, but it's either time or time or the money and or the, or if you have the money, but you don't have time, right? So, so you got to be able to balance that, uh, that equation and, and spend it on the, the, the sort of team, which is really buying other people's time or the technology, which is using automation, using tools, using software, using processes. Right, so so that's how I think of this, um, and so you know because we can we can talk about the team, and you know when I look at a podcast team, uh, you know the 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 first role you need to have is an editor, right? Because I think as a podcast creator, as a host, um, you know you want someone who is able to take care of the editing process, and obviously also the publishing process. Someone who can just keep it simple for you, uh, make it make the audio clean enough, uh, good enough that it's uh, sensible and you can sort of uh, hit publish confidently. Uh, it doesn't need to be hundred percent perfect. Right? Nothing is hundred percent, but uh, the the main thing is that it's good enough to be published. Uh, you can get your message across, and and that's kind of the first step is to is to sort of get that process in place. Uh, have have your sort of support team in, in around you to help you create that podcast team, and you know maybe it might be you are doing it because it it doesn't take you a lot of time, right? Because you're fairly technically savvy and you can do the editing. You you are sort of fairly as um fairly experienced when it comes to your content and and sort of speaking into the mic, right? So maybe it's the it's the sort of copywriting that you need help with. So that's kind of summarizing the show notes, doing the transcription, you know, finding the right keywords, the right titles to your episodes. So you might need a copywriter instead. And so those are two fairly uh, key roles um, when it comes to building your podcast team around you. 
And maybe you have a VA who can do both, right? And they might be, you know, um, they might have the right skills. They might be good at you know, the, the, the social media side or it could be the publishing side. You might have to train them up. But there are a lot of support and a lot of expertise around, right? So that's kind of the, the first step to, to freeing up more of your time. And I think ultimately, you have to use tools to and, and sort of a technology to help you scale your podcast. No one <laughs> creates a podcast without, uh, without all the amazing tools that we have right now at our fingertips, right? So a lot of the tools um, have come down in cost. And so it's just a matter of knowing which tools to use and which ones to sort of uh, maybe set aside or maybe invest at some point. And so those are different things that I think uh, are different frameworks that can help you uh, be sort of uh, more time efficient with your uh, podcasting journey. Hopefully that helps. I think we can drill down into this in so much more detail. But uh, but yeah, these are sort of the, the bread and butter of what I do to help people get to the next step uh, in terms of your podcast. Love that, Owen. And yes, I agree. You know, th- those are really powerful tips that, you know, as a creator, this is geared more um, as as a creator when you really dig into creating content for your podcast. Because again, it's not easy. Yes, it's it's our passion. We have the intent before anything else, the driving force. But we're also human being, <laughs> and content create creating content is not easy. It will really consume time strength your talent you will you will dry out so managing time is really important and i love that your tips that you shared because it really makes a difference let's hear from pete pete with your experience in almost 400 episodes and you've you've ranked on apple podcast you've got like top hits in your podcast in apple podcast and other podcast platforms you're creating content daily, if I'm not mistaken, because you're seven days creating content nonstop. Then that's another level. So what are your tips based on your expertise and perspective in time management? You know, efficient, being efficient in time in podcasting. Floor is yours, my friend. Pete? Are you on mute? I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm doing two things. I'm listening to, as I'm preparing for the podcast uh, that I'm going to do tomorrow, Will Smith, I'm just doing a bit more background research. So I was actually listening and multitasking at the same time. But what I'll add to the conversation, well, look, first off, I've been working with Woon for a couple of years on my podcast. For me, is my, Woon is my go-to guy. You know, he totally understands and is also really ahead of the curve and can kind of see where this field is going i've been in the podcast game for my podcast is six years old just coming up uh, nearly 400 episodes uh, been number six here in the uk been number one in various countries around the world uh, we just recently changed the name of it but one thing i have found that has uh, you know about time efficiency for me is recording i mean jan you've been in many of my and so's matt and annalee and angela and frank when i've been recording podcasts live on clubhouse but the great thing is i'm not referring to clubhouse when i'm doing it 
but it's brilliant because it gives me that kind of live feel you know like i'm doing this with a like tom bailu you know his podcast you know i think they all done uh, most of them are done with a live studio audience even though i say a live studio audience they're on clubhouse but i think if you listen to my podcast now they're they're not only we get more listeners but they're just more fun and i bring in clips and i use my podcast machine that well, it's not plugged in at the moment uh, that matt rowden has just bought one so yeah look being time efficient is is uh, for me is like using the clubhouse room that i do to also record something for that then to go live you know maybe a few weeks down the line tomorrow morning i'll do a room on on, on will smith i'll record that as a podcast and we'll put it out straight away because it's not only just about being efficient with your time it's about then getting the content out on time especially when something is topical you've got to be able to uh what's that word you've got to be able to move you've got to be able to maneuver fast if you want to be ahead of the curve so yeah that's me thank you jam you gotta be on trend and that's what you are pete on trend with this one anyone should get on the back thank you matt absolutely <laughs> we do the same um well uh well, same and not the same that's weird Wait. because people run <laughs> can i just ask pete a question on the back of this subject is that okay yeah, of course. <laughs> Pete, listen, um, I just wanted to throw this out. It's really, really uh, intrigued me. And I think it's vital for everybody to understand. You're doing a podcast on Will Smith. How much research would you be putting into this to be able to create the podcast that you want to deliver tomorrow? Um, well, the, the irony of it is I'm almost halfway through Will Smith's um, book, Will, on Audible. So, and there's so much in there already that I already knew. Like when he found out his girlfriend was cheating him, he went ballistic. He smashed up a whole load of windows. Um, he, I already knew his background of his dad being really violent. You know, it's like, is it any surprise that he reacted in this way? He is a massive man of I mean, there's there's rumors of inf infidelity in his relationship. He he's a massive like you stand up for your for your woman, you know, no matter what. And if if the remark had been about, so I already knew a fair amount. But the thing that really got me was in our team meeting this morning was in his apology when he says, "I am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be." Well, that was it for me. I said, "I've got to do it." So, you know, I'll probably spend like an hour and that's enough for me to then speak from the heart, but also to be able to back it up with some some facts uh, about him. So, yeah, and you know, Matt, I love to give people a different perspective of something so they can kind of make up their own mind as opposed to maybe just listening to what the news is, is you know, saying. So, yeah, thanks a lot. Fantastic. Cheers, mate. Thanks. I think this is, um, I mean, what Pete, what you're doing is so amazing because, uh, you know, having timely content like this is is not an easy task to do. And I remember last year you did the episode with Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, I think, what was the situation? There was, a, I think it was uh, the UEFA uh, the Euros, I think. Uh, and he was in the news a lot because I think he moved the Coca-Cola bottle <laughs> off the, 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 the sort of... Uh, the the news uh, 
wound, right? And uh, you are with your with your and, and how quick you are when it comes to podcast content because uh, most of the time podcasters take a long time to to sort of script and produce your content. But um, I think you are taking it to the next level with not just the, the timeliness of the content, the the sort of uh, relevancy of the content, but also I think you know with Clubhouse as well, what you're doing. Not many people are doing what you're doing, which is taking a live show on Clubhouse and putting it onto uh, your podcast. And you've done it so many times; uh, it almost becomes a skill. And so, I now because <laughs> sorry, go on. I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, I, I think I think for you the the practice of creating that content is probably far more important than that. And so for me, that is the there's a really good mindset to have. And maybe you you. You have a different view on that, but that's how I look at it. Well, it's it's a it's it's it for it to me. It's not just about it's newsworthy. It's the fact that I'm really passionate about those subjects. So that Ronaldo moving those bottles of, you know, Ronaldo has what 490 million followers on Instagram, something like that, um, and him moving a bottle of Coke. I just thought that was amazing because it's like he's not drinking Coke, and you can't make me. He's like I'm. I just love that and think what an opportunity. Or Shane Warne, who just died. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was a massive fan of him. I knew him. So what an opportunity to be able to, you know, uh, share my what I think about that. I've done that with people like Tyson Fury. And when, you know, when things happen, yeah, it's it's a great honor, isn't it? To be able to, to you know, a few years ago, this wasn't possible. Or maybe 10, 15 years ago, this was diff- a difficult thing to do when you've got an audience. So, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I've actually just set up the, the, the clubhouse room. You can see it, in fact, because this this room is in my club as well. So, or our club, I should say. If you click on the greenhouse, um, you can see tomorrow morning, stop lessons in life from Will Smith. So uh, feel free to come and listen tomorrow. But yeah, thank you, Will. Uh, back to you. Jen, do you want to continue the show? <laughs> conversations. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Well, yeah, th- that's that's amazing. Since you, you focus on that, um, it it is in in a way a marketing um approach. With you know, whenever there's a trending topic that is happening, there's always uh, an opportunity to piggyback on that. It makes hits on YouTube, on TikTok, um, and in, in any in any social media platform. But not not everyone can do that if it's connected to your brand. Plus, like what Matt asked. The, the question is how much time did you spend, did you invest in preparing and doing research so you can give justice not based on opinion but with you know factual approach in topics such as this because your brand is on the line. And Pete here, like what Moon said, he is in the next level of it. He, he is, I don't know, he's gifted in this kind of approach. Um, it's good if you can really navigate but you know for for everyone that is um, aiming to utilize that marketing approach be very very cautious I've, I've released a, a video of this before that you know piggybacking on on a trending topic may be beneficial for your brand or it can be it can work against you so know who you are and what you do as a brand and then check if it's connected to your 
your vision, your brand message, the podcast, your podcast message. And if it is connected and you are really ready to jump on that bandwagon, again, spend much time, invest time to make a research so that your take on the subject is not based on opinion, right? It should always be in solid facts, factual approach so that both parties involved in that topic can, you know, with full respect and justified. And again, Pete here is amazing in that kind of approach. So congratulations, Pete. I'm excited for that episode. Um, it, it's connected to my share in in how to be efficient in terms of your time in podcasting. You know, it, my take is prepare. Just prepare. Know how long you're going to be recording. Know what type of content you're producing. Um, when you are doing it. And then after you record, what's the next stage? If you can think two steps ahead. My mentor always told me before that if you can think two to three steps ahead, you can save a lot of time. So that really, you know, that that's always in my mind and in my heart whenever we we run a podcast. The scanning of guests to be on the show, the the date, the how, the why, and then the audio um, episode on the platform, the content diversification process where we, you know, we chop it into little parts and we use it as a promotional material. You know, the assets connected to the podcast that you can use for promotional materials. There's a lot that you need to focus on in creating a podcast and it's time consuming. But if you plan it ahead before you jump, it can really give you an overview of how how heavy it is or how long will it take so you can adjust and you can use time wisely. So that's my take. That's how we we run the podcast. That's how we, you know, we reach um, 20,000 solid supporters in 29 countries worldwide because of, you know, some some basic things like this. It, it's not rocket science. You just need to prepare, anticipate everything, and if you can, think two to three steps ahead so you can really, really be efficient in what you do. So, guys, any questions about or any additions? I know you guys are well experienced in podcasting as well or running the business your take on being efficient in in podcasting or you have a question feel free to raise your hand and and go ask a question or share anybody uh yeah can i just uh, add to that i mean i have you know i said earlier on i've been in business for over 30 years and you know that that wasn't by accident right so all the things that I've learned over the years specifically in making things work is there is a fundamental principle and that is make sure you have a strategy and you make sure that strategy is flexible enough that if it's not going to plan, you can make a different plan. You can alter it slightly. Do you know what I mean? But still heading towards the same goal and, and you know, away from clubhouse, partly in clubhouse away from clubhouse some people said to me you know just get on with it man just 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 start a podcast just do it and i'm like do you know what 
that's a bit like saying, well, I want to start a business tomorrow and just going out there and just doing it. You know, I say ignorance is not bliss. I say that my experience pays dividends moving forward. And, you know, going back to what you were saying, make sure you plan and get a couple of steps ahead of yourself. Well, you know, this is all, listen, this is, this is brand new for me. Podcast is not brand new for the world. So how I adapt is going to be, I'm not going to, break rules as such but i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna play the game right i'm gonna play the game but i'm telling you now i have sat here over the past four five six weeks and spent intervals of time in between other things when i find myself sometimes full time especially putting together modules and content that is going to get me weeks and weeks and weeks ahead of the game because the last thing i want to do is to fall behind. No one wants to fall behind. I want to keep continuity. I want to be consistent. That's the name of my game. It's consistency and commitment. And if I combine them two together, I should have a long-term plan that's actionable and sustainable moving forward. So, you know, I really want to, you know, just accentuate the importance of being prepared because there's nothing worse than feeling like you're not making it. And if, if one thing I've heard out of a lot of podcast rooms, you know, because I have sat in quite a few, um, is that there's a there's a statistic. I don't even know what it is. I'm not paying too much attention to it. I've kind of made sure I've done the opposite. And that, you know, like in business, when you start up a podcast, the failure rate or the, the rate of where people just drop off is very quick. And so I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be part of that group. I want to be part of the, the elite group. I want to be part of the peak group. You know what I mean? That that, that group that makes it work and, and applies itself. So I just want to put that out there. Love that, Matt. Love that. And and yes, um, I totally agree in what you said. And I always I always tell this to, you know, the people that ask me advice on podcasting and, and in business, you know, in branding. Because they, they hear they hear this um, saying that, you know, don't think about it, just do it, just do it. I think that was popularized by by Gary Vee, you know, you know, just just do it, just jump, just make, just start. And that's good. But up to a certain uh, up to a certain degree. I mean, for me, if you have not planned properly, you have not prepared, you have not ready yourselves in your mind and in your heart, even if you start you are already in the failing um, stage. You already failed. So I rather consume time, preparing, thinking of uh, of a lot of things, gathering, researching, um, talking to people, listening, and you know, and and really preparing your mind and heart, and then do the jump. So that, like what you've said, you will not fail uh, I mean you will not be in in that statistics and I, I I heard Boone talk about that that you know most people don't most creators in in the podcast world doesn't reach like six episodes <laughs> so imagine that they, they quit or life gets in the way but if you really spend time in preparing you know how to deal with with things like that and yeah, you know, there are there are things that is out of our control. But again, that's where preparation c- 
comes into play. You are conditioning your mind how to navigate. The word is strategy. You strategize how to play the game. You know, the battlefield will be always different. But if you plan scenarios, stages, you can always adapt and innovate. And that's something that we all need to do. And I love that you focus on that now. Again, it's not bad for you to jump and start. Yes, if you have that fire, go. But to complete the formula, guys, make invest time in researching, at least talking to people that are, or that are already in that industry. You know, podcasters. If you want to know more about business, talk to Matt, talk to Pete. If you want to know more about branding, talk to me. If you want to know more about podcasting, talk to Woon. Because people are, are experienced, these people are experienced and they can give you an insight that you have never encountered. And, and that can really be handy in your journey. So thank you for that, Matt. Love that perspective. Straight to the point. Amazing. Anyone, guys? Uh, uh, Raj, I'm going to put you on the spot um, because I know... Oh, sorry. Yes, please continue. Yeah, I have a question. Sure, sure, sure. Um, let, let me just um, let me just give the floor to Raj and then I'll, I'll give you the, the floor since I mentioned his name. Is that okay, my brother? All right. So, Raj, because you are running, um, you know, an international agency also, any tips in time efficiency, time management, not only in podcasting, but, you know, in, in business because you're dealing with social media, creative content, podcasting. So, your take, my friend, the floor is yours. Thank you so much, Jen. Um, the pro tip I would give is, because um, I do this quite a lot for my agency, is uh, to uh, batch content. So when you say batch content, what do you mean by that is by creating your content in one go. So for example, if I'm going to be doing, let's say, Facebook marketing tips, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the platforms I'm going to be posting on, and then I'm going to basically create uh, posts, let's say, on a weekend for those um, uh, platforms for the week ahead. So it's always good to plan. And I think you've already mentioned that, John, is that you've got to um, have a plan and what I tend to do is I tend to use my calendar so I have like a calendar schedule so I'm like okay how can I what am I going to post when and how and look at your analytics from social media as well because analytics is key now for me my active audience is at 6pm every evening sometimes it fluctuates and then what I tend to do is I only post now um, anything from 3 to 5 or 6 times a week um, because I feel that and that's once a day because I think sometimes you can overly overwhelm your audience i know the 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 norm here is i'm putting a very common is that you got post anything from let's say three to five times a day that's a bit too much for some people now if you're doing short form video content that is possible because there's anything between let's say 30 seconds to a minute but if you're doing content like podcasting or if you're doing like um stuff that i'm doing like which takes a lot of research and then creating i would say post once a day look at your insights and then basically post the time when your audience is most active. But I think planning is key, and I tend to do a lot of batch contenting, and that helps me going forward, because every time I want to post now, I batch content, I decide what I'm going to post, and then I put it out there for my audience to actually engage with, and if they're happy with what they see, then they can come to me and say, hey, Raj, I want to know a little bit more about this. Can you help me grow my business? Now, um, my client, who I've been working with for the last three, four months now, his page has grown, he's happy, 
but unfortunately he won't be um, uh, renewing his contract because uh, he's on the 40 at the moment. So, but he will be coming back to me because he's seen the results and the results are key. So if you're, if you're providing the results and if you're providing the right amount of content and the right amount of leverage to clients, they will always come back to you. So repeat business is always good and also getting referrals. So that would be my pro tip. Um, if anybody else has any questions on stage, I'll be quite happy to answer them. I'm going to pass it back to you, John. Thank you so much. Thank you, Raj, for that pro tip. We have a lot that joined. I will be giving the floor to you guys later to introduce yourself. But let's give the floor to our brother, Mobile Laji. Again, sorry if I butchered your name, brother. You have a question? Feel free to ask. The floor is yours. Yeah, Raj. Good to have you here again, Raj. Sorry, um, I was just want to explain on can it be used to convey a duplicate study that is a British podcast as a summary of content in lieu of writing an essay? I just want you to explain that. My friend, can you can you repeat the question again? Yeah, I was going to say that I didn't really quite understand the question. Um, Do you want me to read them myself? Yes, please. Yes, please. Is that my question? I said, can it be used to convey a duty case study? That is a brief podcast of a summary or concept in lieu of writing an essay. I meant the podcast. I'm going to be Yeah, that's right. I, I didn't get the question. It, it's either... Uh, I mean, I'm just being honest, man. So, uh, it, it, yeah. like, are you asking that can you create a podcast out of a an article, like a written content? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, no, go on, I'll let you answer that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think, uh, I mean, the answer is obviously yes, but uh, I think I'm not entirely sure what, what, What's the nuances? Yeah, you know, like um, for, for if if the article is if then there, there's no problem. I mean, if if it comes from a team or something, but if it's from another brand that it's copyrighted, you really need there's like APAs and citations that you need to focus on. That's plagiarism, bro. <laughs> you might get into trouble. So either you know check because in my in my agency or an advertisement. There's APA checkers, citations checking, um, licensures that you need to really check because those are copyright under different brand. Uh, especially if you will use it and then you are monetizing that, that's going to be an issue. Um, so again, basic answer to that is make sure that you have the rights to use that content. Um, there are forms that you can use. You can Google it. There are forms that release forms. There you go. There's release forms that you can use that the author or the creator, the original creator of that article or that content gives you permission to do so, to use. There are clauses there if you if they're giving you permission to use it but not monetize it or the other way around. So there are things that you really need to consider before jumping. I highly advise not to do that until you sort out the license and the parties involved because your brand is at stake. And most of the platforms 
that um, is being utilized nowadays, social media are against plagiarism. <laughs> so it's more creator geared to, you know, not to hinder us from creating content, but to help us have a harmonious and um, healthy content creation. Uh, Raj, please, um, you're, you're flashing. No, uh, Jan, I was agreeing with you because um, there could be a quite a lot of copyright infringements. And I think because the articles are being written some, by somebody else, they actually own the rights to that article. So I wouldn't create a podcast around that. But what you could do is maybe do the research around the, uh, the article, see what it's about, and then have your own opinion on it, or have your own interpretation of it. But I wouldn't copy it word for word because then, as Jan has said, you could get into a lot of trouble because there will be a lot of... Um, Infringements there, which you, which could affect your brand going forward. I hope that helps. Is that okay, Mobile Ladji? You can actually change up to forty percent of the article to what it is you want, and that will kind of defrag the copyright situation as not a direct copy. So yes, that always helps. Love that, love that. You, you can always, you know, make your your take on the article, your, you know, your approach. So, but not, you know, just be, just be very wise in using article. You can, well, uh, uh, another option is you can mention them. Um, that's the, the easiest way to do it. Whenever you use articles, just mention them. Um, well, until you are being monetized, it, this could work. Um, you, you mention them you cite them so that they are being acknowledged and you are you know authentic enough to show that you are transparent that this is not yours you are using this as a reference and this is your take on the article things like that but when you monetize it that you know, that comes into the next level because you are creating profit out of something that is not licensed to you again start off with con making connection with the author or making connection to the team that produced that article. And then just talk to them. Be transparent. If it's very complicated and they're, they're strict about it, there are release forms that you can use. It's, it's, it's always a good thing to be safe rather than sorry. Because again, it's not about the content. It's about your brand, which will be on the line. All right? Thank you, Mobulaji. I just want to acknowledge... Um, our friends here that joined the stage, Luis, Aristasia, and Tiffany. Uh, Luis, please introduce yourself and what you do. Floor is yours, my friend. Luis, are you there, my friend? Yes, yes, I'm yes. saying sorry. Good good morning, everybody. How, how, how kind of you for, to bring me up here on stage. Um, just, you know, I got pinged into this room and I just thought, well, let me come and check it out and, uh, enjoying listening to each of you speak. Um, I know very little on this topic on podcasting, so I wanted to, you know, absorb and learn as much as I can. And, um, uh, Jan, I was looking at your, the, the link above, I'm absolutely going to check it out when I, when I get out of this room, but, um, I had, I had a quick question. I mean, I guess uh, you may have co covered it earlier also feeling terrible if you were to just give no, me no call. questions allowed no questions allowed no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> of course of course as long as the question is not math um I, i'm ready to answer in that 
Well, you know, Aaron Rodgers here. <laughs> well, in a nutshell, I was just wondering if it's um, if it, is there a lot of um, paperwork? I mean, a lot of you know, filling out stuff to to start a podcast going on Apple. That was my quick cost, uh, question, and um, and I'll end with that. So this is Louise, and I'm out. The the perfect person to really answer that is Moon because he is. I've seen his work. He's an international podcast agency owner and coach. We are partners in number of clients, big clients, TEDx speakers like that, and you know, getting getting approved on Apple Podcasts is different compared to Google Podcasts, Spotify, and like the rest of the podcast platform. So, Woon, um, please share us the uh, your experience in getting uh, a podcast approved by Apple Podcast. Yeah, I mean the, the 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 technicalities of it is that you need a hosting uh, platform. So you, when you create a podcast, you you need to use a podcast hosting service, which is really a, a place in the cloud that hosts your audio files uh, and sort of like meta tags of the audio files. And then what happens is you want to what do you call submit your podcast to Apple Podcasts and what happens is Apple Podcasts is kind of like a directory. And so once it's approved, then your podcast will appear on Apple Podcasts and people will be able to search and find your podcast. So that process, um, I mean, if you know how to do it, it might take a couple of hours, but uh, it is a bit, uh, it, it's a bit fiddly only because of the security, right? So Apple has, uh, uh, you know, they're quite, uh, strict in terms of the Apple ID, the setting up the account and things like that. So they have a process that you need to go through, and they they sort of check that all the the files, the the sort of description of your podcast, it meets the criteria that they are looking for. And once it meets that criteria, it, it they they sort of automatically approves that. And you know, in the past it takes a lot longer, but uh, nowadays I, it takes you know a couple of hours to get approved. And yeah, basically, the, the sort of technical term is that the, you need to submit the RSS feed to Apple Podcasts. And RSS is really just a, a link. And it's kind of, a, it stands for really simple syndication. And basically, what it does is it sort of describes where your podcast is, what's in your podcast, and it pulls out that content from the, from the, the sort of podcast host. Does that help you? Thank you so much, Woon. That was awesome. That was awesome. You kind of cut to the chase because I was just like, well, how does one even get started? You know, if one's interested and I've heard that Apple is pretty tough with their, with their criteria. So I really appreciate you uh, answering me here. Thank you so much. I will be listening in. And uh, this is Louise again. I really appreciate you take, guys taking the time to have me up here. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day, everyone. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, we, we run this room every Tuesday. So, you know, if you are on your podcast journey, you're starting out or even just thinking of what is a podcast? How does it work? Uh, we're here to help you on your podcast journey. Awesome. I believe I joined your club, so I'm sure I'll probably get a notification or something. So we'll take it from here. Thank you guys once again. And hello, Raj. Um, I know we texted each other, so uh, God bless all. This is Louise. I'm out. Thank you, Louise. Amazing moon. Love that. Another, another, wait, wow, this is, I, I'm, I'm reading the, the caption here. 
creative entrepreneur and host of Passion and Potential Podcast. Now, there you go. We have a podcaster in the stage. Let's all welcome Aristasia Ro- Oh, man, I am butchering your name. Please forgive me. English is not my first language. Again, take two. Aristasia Rolain. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <Or don't> yours. <laughs> Please introduce yourself and, and what you do. <laughs> Yeah, everyone messes up my name, so you're not alone. Don't worry. It's Aristasia Rolate. Yeah, right. close. Aristasia. <laughs> Should have thought that. All right. Okay. I, I go. Please introduce my friend. Please introduce your, um, well, you're a podcaster, so g- give us an overview of what you do and what your podcast all about. The floor is yours. Awesome. Okay. So like I said, I'm Aristasia. I'm a creative entrepreneur, and I'm the podcast host of passion and potential. I specialize in helping creatives, you know, discover their, their passions, embrace their passions, and then turn those passions into a reality and create their dream life. So it's self-help based, it's business based, lots of marketing and branding in there. And I launched the podcast about, uh, let's see, January of 2021. So it's been a little over a year. Love that. Thank you, guys, for everyone that joined um, in the mid of the session. Please type in, comment your podcast name or the link to your podcast in the comment section, lower left side. Or if you are uh, still in the planning stage, at least your dream name for your podcast, comment, comment it so that we can check it out. And we can support you and we can share your content. Next, we have now, wow. All right. We have royalty in our presence. <laughs> She's wearing like the crown. An executive business coach, corporate strategist. Woo, woo. Tiffany, please introduce yourself and what you do. The floor is yours, your highness. <laughs> You just made my morning. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I love it. And I think Artasia can, can relate to this. It's just so amazing to be in the company of like-minded individuals like yourself. And, and you know, it's only because of, of my creative grace that I'm, I go into spaces and places I never thought I would be. Um, I asked, I was asked to help with the Debate the News podcast with Grant Cordone, Jonathan Dang, and Jerry uh, Malcolm. And I said, well, you know, I I understand media, social marketing. I said, I I think I can. I've never been asked to do that before, even though I was creating my own. And so the thing I learned in the whole process was, you know, there's a quick rise to fame, what you were just talking about. And it doesn't matter what your branding is, because everyone knows who Grant Cordon is. but, um, But people get bored. You know, at some point, they'll get bored about the great slap that went across the Internet. That is the Will Smith slap. I was just mortified. I had to find out later because I don't watch a lot of television. Um, But what I can say is I really enjoyed the value that you offered today because I was wondering something. How is it we could start this podcast so strong, debate the news, it's debatethenews.com, build it on a great platform, get it within seven days on every single outlet in America and abroad, even in Africa and, and Australia. And it, it come out so strong out of the gate. It was like the winning bet. And then it started to drop off. And I'm like, okay, what's, what's happening? 
because it's so outside of the realm of my area of expertise. I understand marketing, I understand media, I even understand business. But when it comes to understanding the audience, the listener viewing, that's a whole different realm because people want to be entertained, educated, and or um, they want to laugh. You know, they comedy and news are the top two podcasts that are out there on any platform. And how do you keep it interesting? And there's only so much you can talk about at each realm. So you really helped me understand that there has to be a strategy. Now, I'm not the continued content creator of Debate News. I was only there to batch upload the content and get it in front of everyone and make it look pretty. But I really wanted to ensure that my own podcast did not fall into the same um, void. I wanted to make sure that I start out not necessarily as strong, but I want consistent listeners who truly enjoy the content because my background is literature and English and I have a master's degree in those. I, I understand the way we process information, but to keep the attention of, for example, uh, ninth and 10th graders, that was my first introduction into education. I realized that it is my job to keep their attention, not their job to listen. And that's what I told my students. I said, if you get bored, you have my complete permission to do something else. They were absolutely shocked. But I made it my mission to keep their attention. And that taught me a lot about, and, you know, teenagers don't have a lot of attention. And then with my own teenagers, when they were teens, they had to, I had to keep them engaged as well. But I, I, I liken us as listeners to children because we hop around. I will hop around to five different podcasts in an hour because of the, and it's creating ADHD. So I want to make sure that I'm giving as much value as I can for that five minutes that they may listen to my 30-minute show because I realize something that's two and three hours is too long. And that's what I've expressed to those who want to do those. I said, you can, but you need to separate it because people get bored. They're like, oh, I can't listen to this for three hours. That's just how we all think. So you really helped me understand some things because it's not just enough to be entertained. The content has to also add value to the lives of others. At least that's how I see it. I could be completely wrong because I'm green in the podcasting space. So I thank you, Jan, for this space. Thank you all for all of your information that you've shared. I've been intently listening. I've spent a lot of time off of Clubhouse in the past week trying to build my brand and what I'm actually doing in the real world to help it meet this world. And you've been extremely helpful. So thank you, and, and definitely give me all of the opinions that you have because I take it in, I process it, and I actually put it into action. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much, and I will be following your podcast and all the information that you have out there. So I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Love you, Your Highness. Thank you. <laughs> See, I'm going to have to record yeah. that and put it in a ringtone. No, kidding. <laughs> no, but it's true. Um, and, and I've heard this from Moon whenever we have... Um, you know, uh, clients in, in podcasts and not only in, in podcasting, but in um, my agency as well as in a business, you really need to understand your, your, the term now is your tribe, you know, the, the people around you, your listeners, the consumer of your content, you really need to understand them because only by understanding them can you create and give value. It doesn't work the other way. You cannot create value 
first and then give it to the people around you because that's that works before in the age of advertising now you call the shots but now the authority the power innovation in 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 the free media so you need to understand you need to connect you need to you reach out connect and build relationship build trust if you do that you can have an overview of how they react what do they need what do they like what is something that you can create or give connected to who you are as a brand that can either solve or give a solution to them or really aid them in their journey that's where creative content in podcasting in video in in illustration comes into play so i love what you mentioned you really need to understand one thing that you said is you know your 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 listeners are you know they're they're teens so their their attention span is very fast now that's a very good observation of how you can navigate creating content and navigating your podcast or your brand because of how the people around you react so there's no point in creating long form content if your consumers are a fan of short form content and there's no reason for you to jump on long form platform content like like YouTube because they are more into TikTok or if you will do jump on YouTube utilize shorts things like that so it really makes a difference in in your podcast journey in your branding journey and in your business to understand the people around you love that point Tiffany thank you for making that a focus it's really something and it can help us in our journey towards success thank you Tiffany Arastasia i'm just going to um give you sure sure let me say a few things right i think the um the point that Tiffany you were making around you know you help someone I didn't actually I didn't actually catch who this podcast it was, but you work with a big podcast I think, and uh, it, you managed to launch it, and it went the launch was really good, but uh, it, it sort of tilted off in the end. Um, so what is what usually happens is that you want to, if you did a successful launch in your podcast, um, all those skills are super relevant, and you want to use it for your own podcast, obviously. But one thing that you might not know is um, that when it comes to podcasting, if you have those sort of uh, product launch approach to your podcast, um, it works really well. So if you can create, you know, competitions, if you can create a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz ahead of time, and sort of make a big launch, uh, it does really well. And Obviously, it usually kills off because you're sort of almost artificially incentivizing a lot of your listeners, and you have to do it uh, in some ways because podcast is unlike most other social media platforms. Podcast is heavy on content, right? So people got to listen. It's it's got to be a change in behavior, uh, and you you sort of moving people from one platform to another platform, and the the sort of uh, friction is quite is quite significant. So the the thing that you, I, I kind of want to share is really that if you have those sort of product launch approach, that the big launch approach, you want to, the trick is to relaunch the podcast at, at the end of, you know, at, at, and sort of create seasons in your podcast. And that way you can get more and more people over time to, to sort of listen to your podcast. And the reason is because 
of a lot of things, but you know the way the way sort of uh, podcast numbers grow, the way the podcast algorithm works, the way sort of people are you know discovering podcasts, it all comes down to these types of uh, mechanics. And so, um, just in terms of marketing a podcast, the I guess, I guess the, the 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 point is that if you know how to launch a podcast. Uh, grow a podcast it's a it's, it's a relaunch of the podcast and you'll get another big spike in numbers hopefully that helps well that did help my son has uh, almost he's working on two million followers on youtube and he has very consistent followers and every time he relaunches a new series he gains a half a million more and now this explains why. Now, he could not explain to me why because he's just, you know, he's there to entertain. But I wanted to know why is that kind of content so popular on YouTube because it's visual content, of course. He's uh, Super Xavier on YouTube. And I'm wondering why can't celebrities do the same thing on their podcast? So you've just explained to me that there's also an algorithm in podcasting. We cannot get away from the algorithm. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's definitely amazing, Woon. Um, and, and yes, uh, it there's you know think of every platform as a human being. They they have their own culture. They have their own character. They have their own habits. So definitely, that's the algorithm. So by understanding those platforms, you will you will get an idea on how to hits on the content um especially like youtube even in youtube um long form content against shorts they are two different aspects but under the same platform so that's another topic to talk about but you are in the right room because people like Woon, Matt, Frank, me and Pete are here to help you in your journey towards success Tiffany thank you for that Thank you for right. very appreciate you. I'm following all of you. I'll be stalking you now. I'll be following you in the room. <laughs> Thank you. Arisadesha, I'll, I'll give you the, the floor again. Um, as a podcaster, um, any tip you can share about time management, you know, in creating content, producing content, based on your experience, the floor is yours, my friend. Hey, thank you. So absolutely. Um, so first and foremost, I'm an entrepreneur with ADHD. So <laughs> time management is absolutely essential for me because I will just be squirrel brain unless I have strict um, guidelines for myself. <laughs> so one thing I have learned is number one, consistency is so important. It is key. So what you want to do is, you know, it figure out what you're able to do, what you're able to produce. Look at your hours and your work week and your days and if you, and set a boundary for yourself. So for me personally, I want to post two podcast episodes every single week. Now, that's kind of a commitment. So I have to understand that if I want to commit to that and have my audience know that she releases them twice a week, every single week, I need to make that accurate time management and like you were talking about earlier, find ways to utilize that most efficiently. One thing I do is I do actually batch record. And I will tell myself, I'll kind of set ahead time. So I do a big brain dump, all my topic ideas. I will create a schedule inside of a spreadsheet that's like Monday, March 28th. I want to release this. 
And then what I do is on the day of the week, I say Monday or Wednesday, I want to record. Let's say Monday I wake up and I am just not feeling chatty. I keep recording. I'm stumbling over my words. Okay, we'll give it a try again later. Otherwise, by Wednesday, I have to batch record. And I will basically line up my overall schedule for the podcast in advance and treat one day as podcast recording. Then the next day is, okay, now we're going to work on promoting those episodes and creating the graphics. Thinking always ahead so that I'm never at this behind standpoint in, in everything where I'm now like, oh, crap, I have nothing to post. What am I going to do? I'm always kind of staying ahead on top of it. 